Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. The second reading from this weekend's readings has a great challenge for us all, but one that is necessary for us as we continue on in the season of Advent. What's the challenge? Patience. Turn to the second reading from James the Apostle. He says, Be patient, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord. Well, this is difficult for many of us. You know, we hate to wait. We as Americans pride ourselves to be on the go, trying to accomplish whatever it is now rather than later. I'm sure many of us on any given day have a list of things that we need to do, either around the house, errands that we need to run, or a list of things that we need to do at our job. And throughout the day, we check off those things that we can accomplish. And at the end of the day, hopefully, we have accomplished all the things on that list. and We feel good about ourselves. Now, one thing that we can all agree upon is that we all hate to wait in traffic. We hate traffic jams. We sit in our car and we know where we want to go, but we can't get there. What even adds to the level of frustration for us is when we see our destination. We see that office building or that shopping mall from a short distance away. We can practically walk to it, but we can't get to it because we're stuck in traffic. Therefore, we become impatient. You know, waiting becomes a source of frustration for us all. Or how about going to the doctor's office? You know, many of us go to the doctor's office, you know, maybe a few times a year, at least once a year for our physical. I know for myself, when I make an appointment and go to the doctor's office for the appointment, I always show up either on time or maybe just a few minutes early. And what do I do? I wait. I wait. 20 minutes, 25 minutes, maybe even 30 minutes. I finally get called to the examining room. They take my vital signs, and then what do I do? I wait and wait. 20, 25, finally 30 more minutes. And then the doctor finally comes into the room, and he's wondering why my blood pressure is skyrocketing through the roof. And so we are a people that have a hard time waiting and being patient. Now, why is that? Well, because it's our culture has conditioned us over the past few decades not to wait. In fact, waiting is a bad thing. Whatever we want or whatever we want to do, it must be done now. I'll give you a great example of this. The drive through window. You know, maybe 30 or 40 years ago, there were very few drive through windows. And that conditioned us to be patient and wait. Back then, 30 or 40 years ago, what did we have to do? We had to get in our car. We had to go to either the shopping store or the grocery store, get out of our car, go into the store and shop and gather those items we wanted to buy. And then we stood in line. 
we stood in line and waited to purchase those items. And then once we purchased them, we walked back to our car and then drove to the next destination. That conditioned us to wait and be patient. Well, the drive through window now doesn't do that anymore. You know, we have so many drive through windows such that now we can get our food, we can get our dry cleaning done, our prescriptions filled, and banking done without ever getting out of our car. And rather, a very quick method. We are conditioned not to wait. You know, it reminds me of the great quote from F. Scott Fitzgerald. He once said, the three worst things in life, lying in bed and not being able to sleep, trying to please someone and not able to do so, and waiting for someone to arrive and they never come. Well, that's a great segue into the second reading from St. James. Well, we have to remember, Christianity is a religion of fulfillment. Jesus entered into this world and through his life, his ministry, his passion, death, and resurrection, brought salvation to the world and to us. And that is at the heart of our faith and our belief. Yet Christianity is also associated with waiting. Waiting to see the presence of God in our life. Waiting to go to heaven. That's why we say at the very end of the Nicene Creed at Mass, we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Therefore, patience is required of us. And that's why it's a virtue. Patience is not always easy. It requires work on our part. Patience is important. It's one of the most basic elements of life. James gives us that great analogy about the farmer, that after he plants the seed, he patiently waits for the seed to take root, blossom, and grow. See, James is implying all things worthwhile in life, all great and beautiful things in life, require patience. Give you a great example of this. Just look at sports, any type of sports, whether it's played by girls or boys, men or women. Regardless of the sport, a person cannot immediately play well. They must be patient to learn the rules, to learn the basics of the game, develop their skills, as well as the moves of that specific sport. The coach at the same time patiently develops each individual player according to their skills and abilities. More to it, the coach patiently works to develop those players to work cohesively as a team. And so apply that to the spiritual life for us all. We practice and exercise patience in the spiritual life, realizing that real spiritual maturity doesn't happen overnight. It requires work and patience on our part. Notice what James says next in the second reading. Take as an example of hardship and patience, brothers and sisters, the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Well, the great prophets are examples of patience. They modeled patience in the spiritual life. Say, for example, Isaiah, who is a living icon of the season of Advent, He had visions of God's holy mountain and all the nations of the world streaming up the mountain to be in the presence of God. He also had visions of the coming of the new Messiah and establishing a new covenant between God and his people. And yet these visions didn't come all at once. They came over time. Isaiah had to patiently wait for them. And he had to patiently wait for God to interpret these visions 
so that he could explain them to the Israelite nation. More to it, we have to remember, Isaiah lived 700 years before Jesus was even born. And so the Israelite nation had to patiently wait for the Messiah to come. Take Jeremiah. Jeremiah preached the word of God patiently, despite the hardships and the threats upon his life. And the Israelite people eventually took his life. How about John the Baptist? Patiently waited for throughout his entire year. He patiently lived in the desert until one day the Lord called to him. and the appointed time, John began his ministry to prepare the way of the Lord. So it is for us. We must be patient now more than ever in the season of Advent. Now go back to that analogy of St. James. He says, See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient with it until it receives the early and the late rains. The spiritual life is likened to the cultivation of a seed. Jesus has planted the seed of faith in us, in our heart, our mind, our soul, our will, and our intellect. What must we do? Patiently wait for God to cultivate and grow that seed. And yet, we can nurture the ground around that seed. How? Well, first and foremost, lifelong faith formation. As I mentioned many times, faith won't grow if you don't want to know. And so, engage lifelong faith formation in your parish. Study art and architecture and music, as well as the lives of the saints, church history, sacred scripture. Another way to nurture that environment around that seed? Engage a lifestyle of stewardship. Recognizing that everything that we have is given to us by God, and therefore we freely share it with others in order to build up the church as well as each other in this world. And so we share our prayers and our prosperity and our skills and abilities. Another way is come to Mass every week. You know, pray every day. Those are just a few ways in which we become the person that God created us to be. And so you say to yourself, well, when will this happen? Well, according to God's time and not ours. How will it happen? According to God's will. And see, that's the message of St. James. It's very clear. The life of Jesus Christ and the seed of faith that he has given to us is always growing in us. That's one thing that we can always count on. As long as we remain faithful, praying every day, Mass every week, engaging stewardship, you know, recognizing lifelong faith formation, then that, yes, that seed will always be growing in us by God. Next, James says, Make your hearts firm, because the coming of the Lord is at hand. Well, when is that going to happen, you may ask? Well, according to God's time frame. How will it happen? Well, according to God's will. What do we have to do? Like that farmer, patiently trust that God will continue to nurture and grow that seed of faith in us. One last thought. James says, See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth until it receives the early and the late rains. The spring rains, we know, cleanse and refresh the soil. And nature comes alive after a few spring rains. We see that. The flowers bloom, the plants come alive, the leaves begin to blossom on the trees. The late rains are the cold and driving rains. Now what's interesting is the farmer needs both rains. 
He needs both the spring as well as the late rains in order for that seed to grow. Symbolically speaking, the spring rains represent all the good moments of our life, all the successes, all the joys, all the happy times. They help that seed of faith grow in us. The late rains represent all the hardships, the challenges, even the sorrows that we go through. And yet those rains also help the seed of faith to grow. The key, just as the farmer needs both the spring and the late rains to cultivate that seed to grow, so too do we. We need the joys and successes of life as well as the hardships, the challenges, and the sorrows of life to help nurture that seed of faith that Jesus planted each and every one of us. What must we do? Well, we must take heart to the message of James this weekend. We must have patience in order for that seed to grow now and through the rest of our life. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.